You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. We've started recording. And that's just how um, it's roll. Yeah, Arrow's not on for another... 25 minutes. 25. It doesn't even start doesn't even for another start. 25 minutes. This uh, is a devastating day. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm just like, work was so intense today that like my brain is just drained. It's you just totally it. drained. Um, yeah. My Tron Lego came. I yeah. haven't gotten... The chance to finish finish it. I started it. I did the first little. Have you bag. been getting a Lego set like every week? I, I feel like you just so, have so many Lego sets right now. The Hulkbuster, the big two hundred one hundred and seventy dollar Hulkbuster mm-hmm. Iron Man was my birthday present to myself. Now yeah. my birthday's not until May, <laughs> yeah. but there was a double points event at yeah. at um at the Lego store. So um that means that so for a hundred points you get. Um, five dollars back. Okay. Um, and basically between the points that I had already, no, is it a hundred? I can't remember. I got fifteen dollars okay. back for cool. buying it during that time. Yeah. Okay. Yes, because it was double points. So instead of getting one hundred and fifty, I got one hundred and I got three hundred. Okay. Right. Cool. So that's fifteen dollars back. Okay. I already had five dollars. So now I have twenty bucks, which means that I uh, towards to the it. end of the month. Mm-hmm. Um, when all the Han Solo stuff comes out, actually on the 13th is when it all comes out, um, I'll be able to go get, I'm thinking the Millennium Falcon, but I don't know how much it is yet. Is there a Lego store here? There are two. There's one in Oak Ridge and there's one at Guilford, Missouri. No um, yeah, so I got the Hulkbuster and then on Sunday... After we went for lunch with my parents, we were in that area. We were over by Oak Ridge. Mm-hmm. So we went to Oak Ridge, and Crystal bought me the Han and Chewie. Oh, nice. The, oh, I saw the those yeah, on your Instagram. Model. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't expected. But on Saturday, Lego released the Lego Ideas Tron Legacy set. Ah. And so I ordered it on Saturday because they sell like they sold out within a day. Right. Like, right. Um, in the stores they were like physically in the stores they were sold out within probably hours of the stores mm-hmm. opening. Um, so I ordered mine online. Um, not expecting that that I would be able to get to a physical store on Saturday in time. So which would not have happened. So, yeah. So it has been a very Lego filled week. Yeah. But not intentionally necessarily. So. No, it just kind of lined up that way. That's good. Yeah. 
I also got two new t-shirts today. One of the, or yeah, this week. Um, this this is the most recent one. Raptors. It's in nice. Yeah, box. three Velociraptors in a cardboard box, like kittens. Oh, so cute! Yes. I, yes. Considering Pepper's temperament, mm-hmm. I thought it was appropriate. Yes. Um. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And you had a good Easter. It was all right. You know, card chocolate. I, yeah, she ate chocolate. Um, that was fun. But family obligations are such a pain. <laughs> like having to see my parents and having to see Crystal's parents, and it's just like it's a whole day of just like. Yep. I don't know. And you can't skip it. It's one of those days where it's like, you got to do it. And it's like, we're just so tired yeah. all the time now. I have to um, imagine that. I realized I had not been home for Easter and it's got to be, it's got to have been at least five years. Yeah. I want to say closer to 10 though, because Easter is just not something that we celebrate. And I mean, there's no reason for me to really go home and celebrate Easter. But they did like a, we did a, a whole thing and then people were like, what'd you eat? And I was like, my dad made salmon. <laughs> like we had like salmon and ribs but we had all the family like all the my mom has orphans over like all the people that don't have other families to go to so all her although i mean her aunt is now married and like starting her own family and stuff but they still come over to our places Mm. so yeah so it was nice it was nice like i say you have family obligations which is one way and then i i didn't i specifically went down not to see my family but to see my friend and then the lovely lovely consequence of that was I actually did get to see my family, which was mm. good, but it it does not an obligation. And I feel like that's really the difference is like when you feel obligated to see people, when, like it becomes work. When you have a kid, yeah, there is an extra level of guilt. Oh, yeah. Because there's always the guilt there of like, oh, we don't see you. And it's like, yeah, well, I'm busy. Um, you're busy, you know? Like, yeah, everybody's busy. Yeah. Um, but then when you've got the kid, it's like... Oh, we never get to spend any time, you know, and, and it's like, yeah, well, I'm, we're still busy. As a matter of fact, we're busier. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it's, it, it becomes this, this very like guilty thing of like, you have to go spend time. Um, and you have to sort of put that time in. And it's not that it's not fun. I mean, like we went, we went to church was a bit of a drag, but, um, we went for lunch with my parents at White Spot, which is a, for those people who are not in Vancouver, uh, in British Columbia. <laughs> Come on, Western Canada. Yeah. Western Canada. Um, White Spot is like sort of, I don't even, I never know how to describe it. It's a franchise. It. It's, like it's a just a franchise. franchise. It's just like a family. Burgers. Yeah. It's but it's franchise. not like, it's not, it's not a family place like a Red Robin or, or something like that. It's more... I don't know. It's Canadian. It's very Canadian. Um, <laughs> I didn't know it was Canadian until I yeah. started. Until I worked there because I worked at a white spot, and yeah. I remember after like I'd worked there, people were like, "It's all about BC," and it's like yeah. from right here in Vancouver. And I was like, "Oh, I just like the they're like burgers and salads." Yeah. And stuff. The funny thing about White Spot is that it's known for the legendary burger. That's like the thing. Yeah. But White Spot started as a chicken place. That's why oh. the chicken is their logo. Oh no way! Yeah, they started like serving fried chicken. Oh. Yeah, cool. um, it was a dry. It was a drive-in back when drive-ins yeah. were a thing. Yeah. So you go in and park. They and still they do were, that. There is a there's one, a couple there's that a couple still, still in yeah. Vancouver where you can get yeah. food brought to you in your car. Um, so yeah, I mean, like that was fun. And Crystal's parents came over for dinner, and and we had a good time. It was nice, but it's exhausting. Like I got into work on Monday, and was like, "Thank God I'm at work." <laughs> 
Because, like, the weekend was so tight. Like, the, it was a long weekend, but that just meant... That just meant more time to fill up with the kid, right? Like, uh, of, yeah. like, you know, like, Friday. And Crystal's studying for this exam, so right. that means that I'm kind of I'm kind of solo parenting right, yeah. for, for large portions of time during the day while she's studying. Um, yeah, so it's like, thank God it was good weather. Oh, right, Because yeah, then yeah. we can go to the park and stuff yeah, like that. But true. then... Kara's not big enough to go to the playground and just play by herself yet. Right, yeah, so, so you are playing with her. It's me, like, again. lifting her. Like, I got a good workout. <laughs> it was very stiff on Monday morning because um, we've been to the park, like, three times, to the playground, like, three times. Because it's, like, to go on the slide, it's, like, I got to, like, like hold her hands while she goes up the little steps. Right, yeah, And yeah. then go around and hold her hands while she goes down the slide because she was going down the slide by herself. And then she slipped backwards and bonked the back of her head on the oh, slide. Really? Yeah. And so now she won't go down the slide without me holding her hand. Oh, so it's like, yeah. so I got to like lean over and yeah. it's like, it's, it, it, this doesn't sound like a big deal, but in order to tire her out, you've got to be there for at least like 20 minutes to half an hour. <laughs> so that's like half an hour of doing this. And she really just wants to go on the little slide. <laughs> that's all she wants to do. Yeah. So you just like, okay, walk around, go up, down the slide, walk around, <laughs> up, down the slide. Um, I don't envy you at all. I got to sleep in. I'm in the hot tub a bunch. I drank so much wine this weekend. <laughs> I have Because I was in the Okanagan. <laughs> I haven't, I don't remember the last time I slept in. Oh, it's, man. Sleeping into me is like, oh, it's nine o'clock. I guess I'll get up now. I've gotten better. In that I have started getting up at 9 o'clock as, like, a regular person because now that I'm working a regular person job. Yeah, that happens. I say now that I'm... I've now been at this job for about two and a half years, mm. but I still... I'm, like, you know, just becoming a real person. But... Yeah, I read your bio on... Or, or like, the little post that I got. Was that for Story Hat? That was for Story Hat. Oh, yeah, but I hadn't updated that bio. for, like, a real long time. So and, but at the end of it, it has, like, your... Like what you're doing right now, like like oh, going yeah. from, like your different positions, your different oh, producer yeah, 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 positions yeah, yeah. at Rainmaker, and it was like, oh yeah, I mean, yeah, just had quite a few yeah. jobs at yeah. at Rainmaker, yeah, so you've you've, you've, you've made like your way studio. up the. It's good. People know who I am. You get in, you know what you got to do? You got to get in with like the IT people and the facility people because they're Uh the ones that like get you the good tape and the good pencils and the good computers. That's a very good point. Yeah. We did. We have. Uh, like our socials and stuff like that at work and, and most people drink beer or wine mm-hmm. but I don't drink alcohol um, not for any like moral righteousness sort of thing just because I don't like the way it tastes yeah. and it gives me a headache so I don't drink alcohol so I a couple months ago I, I complained like everybody like they're bringing in all these like great like craft beers yeah. and IPAs and stuff like that like all this really cool stuff for people who are, who drink beer, and then for pop, it's like there's like a can of Seven Up, right? Yeah, yeah. and so it's like good. I can get Seven Up anywhere, anytime. Yeah. Like, can you like could maybe the non alcohol drinkers yeah. get something a little bit more exciting? So they've started bringing in some other stuff. Ooh. Um, so it's it's kind of cool. There's a definitely a page uh, on Friday because we do Beer Friday every yeah. Friday, and one of the guys only drinks iced tea so definitely facilities did a special uh, a special page and was like larry your iced tea is ready 
It's good. Um, it's, you complained about not having it. Yeah, but I had, I had to, I had to definitely sort of, I, I, I cozy up to the, the, the person who does the, the ordering. Right to be like, staff. hey, get, like, get the good so stuff. So she called me on Tuesday morning. Mm-hmm. My phone never rings. I'm a right. UX designer, graphic designer, branding person. Like my phone never rings because I don't deal with anybody externally really, right. other than the mm-hmm. printers. Yeah. Um, and they usually call me on my cell phone. So. It, like my phone rings on my desk and I'm like it says reception so I answer it and it's uh, and it's Tammy and she's like so I'm just doing some ordering and I'm just <laughs> looking through and it's like so we go through all the pop and there's a local company called Phillips oh yeah um, they do Phillips stuff, they yeah. do like craft beers and stuff like mm-hmm. that but then they also they also bottle I think they have three flavors of pop mm-hmm. and it's terrible oh, no. their sodas are oh, awful no. in my opinion um, their orange and cream is orange juice. It's not orange pop. It's orange juice, and I uh, and and cream, and it's like it's just awful because it's just carbonated orange, orange juice. juice. Oh, that's weird. And it's just it is not. You crack into a, a soda and you expect sugar, yeah. and it is not that. It is it's like actual good for orange you. Juice. <laughs> like, it's, well, I, I don't think like... it's good for you, but it's probably better for you than pop. But like. But that's not what I'm there for, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no. So we went through, I and I and I gave the rundown. So nice. um, I don't know how far and wide these these uh, sodas are available. The Boylan soda, Boylan soda, B O Y L A N. It's the worst. Oh, Boylan's terrible. Why do you keep talking about terrible stuff? <laughs> um, because that was the thing is that it was like it was All like which ones guys. to avoid. Oh, yeah. Right? Okay, because we had a limited selection of what we could get. Nice. Um, but then the kind that I wanted, they didn't, they stopped supplying wow. to this one company. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a big thing that I have to, the best pop, the best pop. And this is like a Pacific Northwest thing. I think probably the furthest south you would be able to get it would be like Oregon. Um, it's Orca, Orca Beverage Company. It's called McFuddy's Pepper Elixir. And it's it's like Dr. Pepper, but it's like I imagine Dr. Pepper was before they were purchased by PepsiCo. Oh, right. Yeah, right? So like, it, was... it just has such a rich flavor. It's kind of like almost like a caramel flavor. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, but then it's spicy. Like, it's, like, that's why it's pepper elixir. So it's got this this, like, sort of heat to it that's that's really similar to pepper, to, like, black pepper. Um, and every once in a while while I'm drinking it, it'll like, you'll get that like, like really strong flavor of it. Oh, and yeah, it like, yeah, kind of like goes in the back of your throat yeah. and you kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. a little bit. And it's like, even though it hurts a little, it's like, you still love that's it. what I crack them open oh, for. Yeah. Like, that's what I want. Well, I, I started, want it to hit me like that. I started getting ginger beer and there's definitely one that I drink that's like a lot spicier than mm. other ones. And that's like what it is. Like I have to cut it with stuff. Otherwise I like do that. I'm like coughing half, yeah. like half the time than drinking it. Yeah, but it's like, but it's like a good feeling. <laughs> I, I, I can't, it's so yeah, hard yeah. to describe, no, but, no, but McFuddy's pepper elixir is so good. It's so good. That is probably like my number one soda right now. Cool. Um, and then we have a, a Canadian soda company called Pop Shop, which is reminiscent of Mr. Pop, which was very Penticton. Mr. Pop doesn't exist anymore. Pop Shop bought them. Oh. Um, so in Penticton, there was a company called Mr. Pop, 
And it was basically only available in the Okanagan. What? Um, oh, see, that's one of those weird things that you experience as a child that there. you don't yeah. realize is not yeah. available elsewhere. Mr. Pop was the best soda on the planet. <laughs> like, and Mr. Pop made the most ridiculous flavors. You remember that? Like, I think so. There was like chocolate like flavored and black licorice gross. flavored. And, um, and like, I didn't drink any of that stuff. But the their... Cream soda was, was really good. Cream soda, I remember and the grape soda. Oh my god. It was really good. What I would give to so I have I have a bottle, a Mr. Pop bottle in like in packed in with like my keepsakes and stuff. I have mm-hmm. a bottle of like it's empty. I drank it. Right. But I have a bottle from like like the last bottle of Mr. Pop grape soda that I ever got from the video game store in Penticton, OK uh, Video, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, like the day that they closed. It's oh, from like the day that they closed. And and Mr. Pop was then bought by Pop Shop like soon after. Oh, wow. So it was kind of like, it's kind of like the end of an era of my life. Um, yeah. So that's like packed away with my stuff, with like my hockey trophies and my. other stuff like that. You're talking about flavors. Yeah. And every time this happens, I feel like I need to tell a story that's semi-NS- FW. Okay. Can I tell it on on this? Yeah. It's not like if I need to bleep you, I'll bleep you. You don't have to bleep me. There's no bleeps. Unless, it's just like unless I have to bleep the word sperm. Is that no? Probable? Okay. That's a science word. So That's a science can, word. Yeah. So it's this is a weird, gross story. You don't okay. have to listen. If you don't want so to. okay, so you've given the preface now. I have given know the where preface. Going to go. I. Um, c- can if, I tell the story? I guess if you have kids listening and you don't want them to hear this story. Yeah, I mean it's not it's not like dirty. It's okay. it's funny. Okay. It's it's just about Go flavors. Ahead. Okay. I have a, like someone I was working with on films was really good at sourcing novelty things for her films. Uh-huh. And so she would always talk to these companies to try to get like really good like things and they sometimes could customize absolutely anything you wanted yeah and i remember her telling the story that she wants to talk to this company that specialized in doing sort of flavored lollipops and they could do whatever <laughs> sort of flavor you uh-huh. wanted yeah <laughs> and so obviously one of their their past in like things was yeah. that they got somebody ordered sperm flavored lollipops <laughs> Something. That sounds like a like, bachelorette right? party. It's definitely sort something, of. but I feel like it was like on mass because yeah, basically yeah. what had happened is they, you know, you have to develop the flavor and then yeah. you develop the flavor like sort of in isolation. You need to make it, but big then when they make a big it. enough batch of it, what had happened is it was so like the fumes were just so oh, God. terrible oh. that they had to shut the factory down for like a day and just like. They <laughs> They didn't obviously, like, suffice to say, they uh-huh. didn't wind up making that particular <clears throat> batch of lollipops. But I just think that that is just such a funny, like, whenever somebody's talking about, like, flavors, flavors I always have to think about, the, like, poor people that have to develop these, like, weird flavors of things. Yeah. But then it also, like, on a very serious note, it's one of the things that people have, um, like, popcorn lung being an actual thing. Like, the flavor, like, um... The, the artificial flavor popcorn or something, yeah. what it was, was, like, actually, like, chemically toxic. So people that would make this kind of flavor, I remember there being, like, this whole big thing. And so people are worried about that with um, e-cigarettes, like, what they're putting in the flavors of yeah, e-cigarettes. Yeah. 
So anyway, so it's just like the idea that you have to think about like who it is that's producing these particular things for you. That's interesting. But um, you know, not not the same with pop. But I felt like this was a weird podcast, and it felt like it was a little I, boring, and I wanted to spice it up a little. Bit. <laughs> this is <laughs> definitely. This is the first irregularly scheduled that is going like actually irregular. <laughs> like this is why it's irregular. First of all, we haven't put one out in a long time, and uh, and second of all, this is not the content that I think most people expect. I mean, like it's also the exact content that a lot of people expect. I think, but yeah, it's no, just nonsense. It's, this is just a nonsense podcast. Just pure nonsense. It's a problem when we don't actually come up with an idea. To talk I, about you know, beforehand. I mean, like I saw Pacific Rim Uprising, oh, and nice. um, I really enjoyed it. But you haven't seen. I it. haven't seen that. So one. not really a lot to talk about there. I rewatched um, Doctor Strange and Thor Ragnarok this weekend, and you? Black Panther actually, because my mom really likes Black Panther, and so we took yeah. out our whole family, like my sister and my dad. How'd that go? You did like Black it? Panther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. had a good time, and I think I really enjoyed it. We took my aunt and my. I. Uncle <laughs> I I don't I expected that response but how great would it have been if you would have been like oh my dad hated it he absolutely hated it and just like and you just started telling a story about how like super racist he was and just like it's like I know that would never be the case but I just like how funny would it be if it was like oh no it did not go well Because I'm sure that somebody out there has that that, that story, that story oh, no, of like yeah, and then I took my terrible place. then we took my uncle to it, and he just wouldn't stop cussing at the screen. Oh and, no! Yeah, no. But the the consequence of it, or the problem, yeah. is it is that I then was like, oh, mom, you're gonna love all these Marvel films. So I show her Thor Ragnarok, and yeah. she's like, I don't understand this garbage. Why are you making me watch this? Like, I don't get it. But then I realized the problem was you have yeah. to sort of get Thor to understand oh, why yeah. Thor Ragnarok is funny. You can't. <laughs> you can't just watch the third no. iteration. And so then we watched Doctor Strange, and yeah. she enjoyed that because she likes Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch, and also you don't have to have watched any of the other Marvel films yeah. to understand Doctor Strange. So it was a thing where I it no, was you my gotta bad start there, with the origin the, movies. Like, you oh, gotta yeah, start with sure. the origin movies. But, but, like, I just love Ragnarok. It's so funny. But, again, it's only funny if you get it. And you only get it if you, mm-hmm. like... Yeah, like, the, the scene ones. the scene where where he's he explains to, to Korg, like, they're picking the weapons. Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, I used to have this hammer. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I would, I would throw it. I would spin it really fast and throw it, and I would fly. <laughs> and he, he was like, you would ride the hammer and it's yeah. like no the the hammer would ride you yeah. no I'm not, I'm not explaining this well and the part where he like he explains that it, he's like going through this and then Cork's like yeah. wow it sounds like you really had an emotional connection to this weapon mm-hmm. and it being destroyed was like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's like wow i never really thought about it that way you, you put that you put that really really yeah, yeah. really beautifully you know? and it's like that's it's so funny because it's like the thesis of the movie and i just i love it in it doesn't even have to be a, like in a in a meta movie like thor ragnarok which is almost fourth wall breaking at times yeah. like that scene but just in any movie where the thesis of the film itself is actually stated somewhere in the movie. Oh, yeah. And that, like, it's not necessarily... Like, in that instance, it is, like, right there in yeah. front of you, right? Yeah. But, um, but in other movies, I mean, like, in in, um, in The Last Jedi, the, the, the thesis is stated in the movie several times by several characters. 
Um, and it's like, you know, like, like sort of the, the, this isn't going to go the way you expect and, oh, and, yeah, um, yeah. stuff awesome. like that. And, and Kylo Ren saying you have to let the past die and yeah. all that stuff. Like that's sort of like the whole point of the last Jedi is let the past die. You go through the force awakens and you expect it to just keep following that yeah. path. And instead the last Jedi comes out and goes, Oh, you thought Snoke was important? he's not important he's not important to this story yeah right um and and it's it's just really interesting when a movie like sort of really really encapsulates what it's about it's when the theme is like really on point yeah and to the point that like characters within the story recognize what they're dealing with right Mm -hmm. um because movies that don't have that generally just don't have a theme yeah um like john carter is really good about it because like the the there's a really subtle and it's not that subtle if you know what it is but there's sort of this subtext and if you've read the books if you read the original source material you understand this a little bit better because you go into his inner monologue a little bit more but in the movie it's played really well where um the the John Carter going to Barsoom and then like sort of, sort of allying with the Tharks and then allying with the with the 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 red people. Uh, it's all like that's meant to be allegory for um for Europeans coming to North America and for Americans, especially the Americans that that the the term and it's not a it's not a good term but uh the term at the time historically was going native mm. was when you would and like they say it in the beginning of the movie when he's um when he's in the jail cell and um and Brian Cranston's character is like <gasps> Brian Cranston is in that movie? Yeah, he's yeah, the he's the general forever. guy. No and way. and he's saying to him like oh you're going to I'm recruiting you you're going to join us and you're going to help us deal with and i can't remember what tribe it is but it's like you're gonna help us deal with them and 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 carter's like i i don't want any part of your thing and he's like oh you've gone native and he's like no screw them too i just don't want to fight like Mm -hmm. and then he goes to barsoom and he deals with the same thing right he's sort of pitted between all of these sides but his reluctance to fight comes out as like this sort of stoic heroism that ends up uniting the oh. Tharks and and the the um oh man it's been a while since I've watched the movie. I, you're, you talking about it now is making me realize that I haven't seen John Carter in years. In years yeah. Um so good. And we haven't talked about John Carter on the podcast in a real long time. Yeah. Oh. I encourage people to watch it. It's like right on the tip of my tongue. I'm too tired. That's what this is. It's not it's not a reflection of my my love or lack thereof for John Carter. Um, I it think is a direct knows. reflection of my lack of knowledge of John Carter that yeah. I couldn't help um, even if you paid me money. I don't know what it is that you're Zodanga is the bad guys. Oh. The lady is the good guy? Yeah. I don't know. Dejah Thoris. And what is, what is their tribe called? I don't know. Oh, that's killing me. It'll that's come what, to me that's later. That's what the Googles is but, for. Um, oh. Wow, it's like on the tip of my tongue, but I just can't get it out. But like he brings he brings the good guys and the Tharks together for the first time in like the history of the planet. Oh wow! Yeah, and that's sort of like the the the, him learning the language uh, and and all. It's like like I said, it's better in the book because in the Mm -hmm. book he has a lot more time to do it. In the movie, that they just. 
they feed him this magic water that basically teaches him the language, which is just a movie way of like dealing with <laughs> of dealing with that. Yeah. Stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, it's like that. The 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 Lily Collins is in this movie. Yeah. The Man, the film John Carter is about like peaceful coexistence. That's right. that's what it's about. And then there's a more overt uh, thematic plot thread about consumerism and you know like right. the Barsoomians have destroyed their planet by sort of like over right. over farming and whatnot. And the and Zodanga has their moving city that just basically chews up resources as it goes along. Right. But um is the therm? So no, the Thurns are the bad guys. And then the Tharks, the Tharks. Tharks. The Tharks are are the green men, the and green then men. the red men are Sad broken men. into the into the two, the two tribes, the the Zodanga and um, the blue ones. Is this of Asia Thoris? They have the Zodanga has red flags and the blue guys. What helium? Helium. The oh, that's what I said. Did I just say that? Helium. No, you didn't say it. Yeah. Oh, Princess but, of yeah. Helium, Deja Thoris. The Heliumites. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, so like by the end of the movie, because I, John Carter and Deja Thoris fall in love, obviously, and by the end of it, they get married. Spoilers for John Carter. <laughs> I, but over the course of the film, Carter becomes the leader of the Tharks by defeating the leader of the Tharks because they're like a warrior. Right. Right. So, so that's it's, why it's all strength-based, right? Right. So I, so by join like him becoming the leader of that, that group of Tharks, um, of that green man, uh, and then marrying Deja Thoris, they unite those two, yeah. like warring factions right. into one. And it's, uh, I just, like there's, there's so much in that movie, and people just do not give it credit for what it did. It, well, it's a great people, film. Yeah, well, because stuff like all you need is being marketed at you properly, and then, yep. like, yep. Yeah. History, so. I mean, it's. Uh, I, so, <laughs> there are. Um, the, the word headcanon comes to mind in, in, in this instance. I consider, uh, I consider Deadpool, and I consider John Carter. To be part of my own personal MCU, oh. because like John Carter can absolutely be part of the MCU because yeah, he's like the first superhero in literature, yeah, right? Yeah. He goes to another planet and he gets superpowers by being there. Yeah. It's literally it's the opposite of Superman. He yeah. like leaves Earth and goes somewhere else and becomes super strong and can basically fly. Yeah, the powers that Superman has of super strength and the ability to leap tall buildings are in a single bound powers, but... are a reference to John Carter. Yeah. And then later on in the comics, when Booster Gold is introduced, Booster Gold's full name is Michael John Carter. No way, I didn't yeah. know that. And That's awesome. Th- that is a direct reference to the fact that John Carter is an inspiration for Superman. Right. So, like, like I, I like look at it, cool. and then Disney made the John Carter movie. Mm-hmm. They released some comics and stuff like that as well under the Marvel, like, published by Marvel. Mm-hmm. And so, for me, it's, like, you can totally, like, they're so separate that, like, it's not like we've been to Mars or anything like that in the MCU. Mm -hmm. And everything else that's happened in the MCU makes it totally plausible that in the whatever, whatever it was, 1800s or whatever, that John Carter, from that same universe, went 
to to Barsoom and yeah. came back and all that stuff. And that that could totally just be... It works. I like it. Yeah. So I just consider I those two. And then, accepted. and then with Deadpool, it's like at no point in time in the movie Deadpool, and we'll see about Deadpool too, but in the first Deadpool movie, at no point in time do they ever do anything that says that they're not in the MCU. Yeah, 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 of course. And so because of that... They could be. They totally can. And there's a helicarrier in Deadpool. So. Oh, is there really? Yeah, the final fight at the end of the movie takes a place on a helicarrier. Oh, I didn't know that. It's that not... Like... It doesn't look like the, the helicarriers okay, no. from the MCU. Yeah. yeah. But it's also in a junkyard. So right, that's, yeah, it's, it's, it's like it's one, like a yeah. Mark I helicarrier. Yeah. So that's that's my headcanon on that as well. And like, yeah. so like the X-Men are there and it's just nobody's ever talked about them. I like it. Yeah. I believe you. That makes um, sense to me. Yeah. My other, the other movie headcanon I have is that uh, Blade Runner and The Fifth Element and, oh. uh, well, and, and then, um, um, what's it called? Uh, Total Recall. Because Total Recall and Blade Runner are connected um, because they're both Philip K. Dick novels that were right. adapted. But there are, there are a couple of things in each movie that, they're not in each movie because Blade Runner comes first, but there's things in in total recall that sort of reference back to blade runner mm-hmm. to sort of like imply that they might be a shared universe um and then there are things in blade runner that and then things in the alien movies that imply that that's a shared universe Whoa. and then there are direct crossovers between alien and predator and then the fifth element i just throw in there myself because it's sort of same ish yeah. and i go like the fifth element's not the same timeline because you jump all over the timeline in in um in the alien movies i oh do you really yeah you go all over the place in the, in the alien yeah. movies um so at some point in the timeline i feel like the fifth element also connects in there somewhere and uh, i i just because like it's, stylistically it's very similar but it's like blade runner is the east is the west coast right it's oh, it's like yeah. california yeah. uh los angeles and then the fifth element is the East Coast. And it's like the East Coast just looks a little bit nicer and happier. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I just I like, like I just, before the MCU existed, I was creating your own Creating universes. my own shared universes and yeah. linking things up because it's just, movies are more fun that way. They are when you can sort of figure out like what, yeah. what you like and, and how it works for you. I have, I don't remember what any of my headcanons are, but I definitely have certain things where I'm like, it's just nicer if I believe this. And yeah. It's like don't disturb, like don't get mad at stuff for being not exactly what you want it to be. There's nothing to say that you can't like mm. fix it in your brain. And if they really wanted to make Tron a big deal, you just make it part of the MCU. Oh yeah, you just make it part of the MCU. Although I guess Jeff Bridges would be in two roles <laughs> in the MCU, wouldn't he? That would be interesting because they could totally do it. Because Obadiah Stane and then uh, uh, Kevin Flynn are so different. Oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. like you could put them side by side on screen, and it would be like. These are, that's two people. Those, those are two different so people. So long ago, Iron Man was so long ago. Iron Man. I just rewatched it a little while, nice. well, back in January. So, because I've been going through, right? Yeah. I just watched Civil War. It's a bummer. Civil War is a bummer. Civil War is such <laughs> a bummer, especially when you're like cruising along with all these movies, and then you get to Civil War. It's like Winter Soldier was was a little bit more heavy, but it mm-hmm. wasn't a bummer. Yeah. But but Civil War is a bummer because like if you like take it as they came out like like over the years and like spaced out like that, 
it's I think it was fine. Mm-hmm. But when you're going along at the clip that I am, where you're watching one movie a week, right. it's like I was just watching Avengers: Age of Ultron, and right. I was just watching Iron Man three, and stuff. Yeah. And it's like these characters are going through these arcs at this like incredibly like condensed mm-hmm. time period, and to get then to the whole team falls apart. Yeah, it was like. Oh man, this yeah. is not and like the fight between Cap and Iron Man at the end yeah. is just so rough. You just want to grab both of them and be like, just hug. Yeah. Just yeah. hug. Why, you Why do you have other? to fight? Why is every you watch it and you go like Toxic these, masculinity? These two men are so emotionally stunted yeah. in totally different ways. Oh, but yeah. both of oh, them yeah. are so emotionally stunted that they literally cannot talk out their problems. Yeah. Every time they try to, when they get to a point of disagreement, one of them just walks away. Yeah, yeah. That's like, they just never resolve their problems. Yeah. And then the the way that they decide that they're going to resolve their issues is by fighting. Yeah. Basically. And it's like, you just, you just want to grab them and just be like... And they drag everybody else into it. And I think that is... Uh, out of everything in Civil War, when I look at that, it is a fight really between Iron Man and Captain America on the two sides of this argument. And they both recruit teams to fight each other and like for friends to fight friends. Right. Because that neither one of them, I mean, like, I, I don't know, Cap won't move. Yeah. Iron Man feels like he can't move. Yeah. Right? Like, he feels like he's trapped in that position. So, it's, to me, it's interesting because in the comics, I'll totally side with Cap. Because Iron Man does some horrendous things in the comics. Mm. um, During Civil War. uh, And, like, basically, they basically create their own version of the Phantom Zone. And just start throwing criminals in it. Oh, um, God. With, like, basically without due process. Like, there's, like, a whole aspect to it of, like, of, like, Tony Stark becoming the thing that he's trying to stop. Right, right. right. And realizing it eventually, but realizing it too late. Um, Because he's created this machine that then Norman Osborn takes over and everything goes kind of even worse from there but in in the movie they do such a good job of almost flipping that to where it's like i get that cap is like the, there's the 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 peggy carter sharon carter's delivering the eulogy or whatever and quoting peggy carter who's paraphrasing mark twain uh well like when you know compromise where you can and where you can't don't right if somebody tells you to move you plant yourself on the ground and say no you move like that thing and it's like yes but then the way that cap goes about it i don't know it's just to me i not just because i'm an iron man fan and i just want to choose that side because i'm an iron man fan but like really I look at that movie and I go like, there are so many places where if Cap would have sort of let go of his pride and and dropped his guard for five seconds and stopped it with the American flag, like sort of like poster boy thing and just been vulnerable for five minutes with Tony, like Tony is with him. Right. Right. Then 
they could have actually worked out their problems. But to me, it is like you said, toxic masculinity. It like Cap suffers from that mm. more than any other character in the MCU for the obvious reason that he was alive in the 1940s right, yeah, and then like frozen and then brought forward right and it's like um deals with it a little differently than, yeah, yeah yeah and 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 there is that aspect of, of his character where like he just refuses to be weak in front of anybody for obvious reasons i mean like it's so obvious because so, he grew up his entire life being yeah the weakling the way right? that you're talking about this though i don't remember ever siding with tony in civil war really but it could just be because i haven't watched it in a long time so, but like, honestly, t- Tony's argument throughout the whole movie is I know that these accords are wrong, but this is the best deal we're going to get. Right? right. Like, and and one of his lines is, or is it, I think maybe it's it's Black Widow who says like, yeah, I think it's Black Widow who says like, if we keep one hand on the wheel, at least then we can steer this thing in the right direction. Right. Right. And that's her, that's her justification for signing. Right. And with, with Iron Man, he's like constantly at every turn, every time that something's going wrong and he's talking to Cap about it, he's like, look, I'm making the best of a bad situation. Like, like this isn't going the way that I want it to either. Right. But, how do we deal with I'm this doing year? this to stop something much worse from happening. Right. And I think like that they, they when you look at who Tony is as a character and his history in those movies, oh, yeah. him signing and and signing up um and basically like giving the Iron Man suit to the government, like it's in Iron Man 2, he says I am Iron Man. The suit and I are one. Like you, yeah. like it's that's tantamount yeah. to, to yeah. indentured servitude, right? Yeah. And, and and then here he goes in 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 um, Civil War, being like, no, we have made mistakes. We have done things yeah, yeah. that have cost people their lives, and we need to be held accountable in some way. And and sort of saying like like this is how we do that yeah like this is the this is the best of of a bunch of bad options right right Mm -hmm. um so i do think like he is being very um self-sacrificing in making that decision isn't necessarily right i don't know like it's like and that's the great thing about civil war about that concept both in the comics and in the movies is that yeah like there is no clear right or wrong and i think they're both wrong yeah. Right. And definitely the way that they both deal with things is wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah. The punching your way out of all of the problems is not necessarily the best way to deal yeah, with it. That's definitely the wrong approach cool. in every instance. But there we go. We did some geeky stuff. We did in some this geeky one. stuff at the end of it. What time is it now? It's 9 17. We okay. can totally record. All right. Well. We can talk about Arrow then. <laughs> Thank you.